This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer, and today it is just me Because, look, we have a lot to talk about I was all prepared to sit down I was going to answer some of your questions. I put up a nice little question box on Instagram. You guys, you guys sent in some some lovely queries, some uh, some some irrelevant queries, but some lovely ones. And then I was going to talk about Beverly Hills, which I'm still going to do. But then, then last night, um, things got busy on the Bravo corner of the internet. It was a Wednesday night full of drama, intrigue, announcements, all of that. First of all. We got to just toast to Tamara Judge, who is officially returning to Real Housewives of Orange County. She made a surprise doorbell appearance on Watch What Happens Live last night with Sutton and Lisa Milan and came in in this like Versace jeans catsuit, told Andy she forgot something last night when she was there with Vicky, grabbed an orange out of the bowl, and uh, there it is. It's official. I really want to know the behind the scenes of this planning process, like how this went down, because, of course, after all the uh, rumors and reports and then the Jill and Tamara fight over the weekend, when Tamara and Vicky were going to be on Watch What Happens Live on Tuesday, it was like, oh, okay, maybe there will be an announcement. And then there was not an announcement. So then to have her come back 24 hours later and do this whole bit with the orange bowl, it's like, was there like a contract that wasn't signed yet? Like, was there, (laughs) what's the hold up here? Uh, She said the judge is back and drama's in session. Like, what's, what's the drama? Have they already been filming? Like, I would like more information, but for now, for now, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm happy. Maybe they just knew that Vicky would be too bitter if Tamara announced it while they were on together. <sighs> I feel like Vicky must have like screamed into a pillow about this. There's just, there's just no way she's not pissed off. And I know that she and Tamara are, you know, my friend, my f- soulmate, my sister. I know they're like, you know, BFFs for life, but Vicky's got to be pissed. And I think Vicky... Uh, you know, to her credit, is putting on a brave face. But I mean, wouldn't you be pissed? I would be pissed. But congratulations to Tamara for being the first and so far the only cast member from Ultimate Girls Trip Ex-Wives Club to successfully reclaim their spot. I mean, this has been the the thing that everyone's been talking about of, is this show going to be a path back on? for some or any or all of these women, you know, who has the best chances? Is Dorinda really on pause? Uh, Tamara Judge, taken off pause, unfired, rehired. Uh, She did it. 
I'm happy for her. Meanwhile, I saw Phaedra say something in an interview about how she wouldn't want to go back to Real Housewives of Atlanta, but she would be interested in doing Real Housewives of Dubai. I don't know if I, I don't know if I fully believe that. I think maybe it's more of a thing of like, at this point, Dubai seems more realistically on the table than Atlanta because of the whole candy situation. And I, I could see them wanting to give Dubai a little bit of a boost if they're doing a second season and Phaedra could be something that would get people to watch. Whereas like Atlanta, you know, maybe the ratings aren't the the best they've ever been, but they're not kind of like scrounging around for like, what could we do? What could we do? Whereas like Dubai, I don't know, maybe they could use a little bit of extra star power, you know, I don't know. The way that Phaedra was so unwilling to talk about the candy stuff and her departure from Atlanta on girls trip made me a little bit less into the idea of her coming back just because like, if we're going to mention it, we need to mention it all. Like we can't pretend that that didn't happen or just like sweep it under the rug forever. If Phaedra wasn't going to come back on Bravo, sure. She can ride off into the sunset and never has to address it. But like, if you're coming back into this arena that you left kind of with your tail between your legs, like we're going to discuss that. And I think, I think maybe that's part of the reason Phaedra is saying she wouldn't want to come back to Atlanta is because she knows that she can't actually run away from that. Whereas if she's going on Dubai, like I don't think like Lisa and you know, Nina Ali is not going to ask Phaedra about what she did to candy in 2015 or whatever year that was like, that would be a pretty safe space for her. So I don't know who knows what will happen. The other piece of news that we have to discuss on a, on a lower note, Tamara coming back is a high note. This is a, it's a little flat. People reported our good friend, Dave Quinn reported yesterday that Shep Rose and Taylor, whatever her last name is, Green, Taylor Green. I don't know. They've broken up after about two years of dating. Southern charm. Oh, I'm not surprised, but I am surprised. I'm not sad, but I'm a little sad. You know, it's one of those things where like, did I particularly care about them as a couple? Uh, no, like, like, not really. I thought they were nice, you know, Taylor, Taylor more so than Shep. Like, Taylor seems like a really nice woman, like a really lovely person from what, from what I know. She just came onto the show full time this season. You know, they're, it seems like they're kind of going somewhere. You know, Shep is mulling over whether he can change his Peter Pan syndrome kind of ways. And then this people report it's, oh, it's devastating. So this is the source quote. Shep has a real issue with monogamy and refused to commit to Taylor, telling her that he doesn't want to be with just one person and change his lifestyle. Get the fuck out of here. Okay, Shepard. How old are you? Like 40, 42, 40, a number that starts with four. Get the fuck out of here. There is nothing wrong with saying, I don't want to have kids, or I don't think that I getting married is not a priority to me. There's nothing wrong with making life choices and realizing that you're, you and another person may not be compatible based on those life choices. 
but the way this quote is worded, Shep has a real issue with monogamy. Red flag, red flag. That, uh, like, grow the fuck up. He's is he out here cheating, or is he say is he just, or is he being polite and telling Taylor that he wants to fuck other people? Like, get get a fucking grip. I don't know. I like Shep. I I like Shep. Like. Shep is one of those people where, for the most part, he's hard. He seems harmless. Like he's not like a he's not like a Thomas Ravenel where I want to throw up in my mouth every time he's on the screen. It's like no, like Shep, Shep is nice. Shep is entertaining. I think Shep is very friendly. Like whatever, but like refuse to commit. He doesn't want to be with just one. Like grow up. If you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship, you should have figured that out before you were in an allegedly monogamous relationship for two years. Like, ugh. I just hate to see, like, time and time again, it feels like these women are, like, stuck to these men who are just doing nothing to uplift them and to to give them what they have have made it clear they need. And, you know, I don't... I don't even know if I would recognize Taylor on the street. I gotta be honest, the blondes all blend together, but I just feel like she deserves, she deserves a little more respect. <sighs> and now we're going to have to watch the rest of the season where he's going to be like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to have a kid. I think I could have a kid, but I don't know. I don't know. It's hard because my dog Craig is already a handful and I don't know. I don't want to be tied down, but we're going to be like, Oh, maybe he'll change his mind. Taylor's holding out hope and then have to have to remember that they have broken up because, quote, Shep has a real issue with monogamy and refused to commit to Taylor. <sighs> Grind in my gears. I tell ya. I sound like I'm 90 years old. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to 
overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Hey, you know what grinds my gears? COVID. That's what grinds my gears. And yeah, we're talking about Beverly Hills and the fact that Omicron is sweeping through the Hollywood Hills. At the start of the episode, Lisa, Rena, Erica, and Garcelle all have COVID. Dorit's like, just when we thought that COVID was gone, Omicron. I'm like, oh God, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, so we're doing some FaceTime scenes. The three of them have to miss the lunch with Jamie Lee Curtis. That's, I mean, that's the real punishment. I hope they weren't too ill, but missing the lunch with Jamie Lee Curtis, that's the real, uh, that's, that's the real downside of having COVID. And then by the end of the episode, now Dorit and Sutton have COVID. Just when we thought it was gone. Ooh, this feels like a throwback to a time of last season when it was like, dangerously bleak but you know they're making it through we still get despite the covidness we still get two you know good group scenes this episode so i can't complain too much we have like i said kyle's lunch for children's hospital of los angeles with jamie lee curtis i want to know so jamie lee walks in the door of kyle's house she's there before anyone else she has these gift bags for her um for her My Hand and Yours charity, lovely, you know. She walks into the house and is immediately just like showering Kyle Richards with compliments. She's she's like smelling her hair. She's saying, she, you know, just so many compliments. And I'm like, I need to know the behind the scenes of this encounter. I'm like, is Kyle paying Jamie Lee? Like, Jamie Lee probably already knows that Kyle is giving a lot of money to the hospital. And now she's like, great, you're my favorite person. But like, I know they technically have known each other for decades, but like, I'm curious how close they really are. Cause she's like, Oh my, my baby, like whatever. I don't know. I don't know. They're putting the gift bags at the table and Im- immediately, immediately when, when she, Kyle's like, okay, so Diana will be there. And then Sutton will be there. I'm like, ah, that's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. I'm all for putting on your big girl pants, but why, 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 why on earth would you put Sutton and Diana next to each other? Clearly, everybody in the room has been informed of their lunch. I, I love when they're sitting down. And by the way, Kyle ends up moving Diana's seat. Good, good call. Diana's immediately pissy faced at Sutton. You know, it's just nothing good can come. But Dorit whispers to Diana across the table. She's like, I... I heard you had lunch with Sutton. How was that? And I love that the I heard or like, I heard you had lunch with her. It's like, that's code for 
My producer told me you had lunch with Sutton, and she said that would be a good thing to ask about when we sit down to lunch. It's like, good job, Dorit. You get a cookie. Diana says that she is repulsed by Sutton, that she went home and she was scrubbing herself after that encounter. I, She's so fucking dramatic. She says she offends my space. I don't know, Diana. Like, It's weird. It's getting weird. I don't know. I don't know. More on that in a minute. But then Jay at the lunch table, Jamie Lee is showing off all of the My Hand and Yours little products, merch items that are all, you know, making money for charity. There's a wind chime. There's a dog leash. There's, you know, it's literally like household items. And Dorit is acting like she is being presented with like the crown jewels of some European nation where her accent is from. She's like, ooh. Oh, that's chic. Oh, that's so chic. Oh, that's quite chic. <laughs> like, Dorit, please. She is too much. And that is why, like, this is the Dorit I love. She's, like, repeating exactly what a producer told her to say about Sutton and Diana's lunch. She is massively overreacting to Jamie Lee Curtis showing off literal baseball caps with logos slapped on them. Um, and then... The second they split up into two little groups, she's asking Sutton about the lunch with Diana. She is getting in there. She's being ridiculous, but she's also moving the plot forward. This is what I like to see from Dorit. She is locked in. Um, So she asks Sutton about the lunch. You know, Sutton is kind of like, you know, she wasn't open to whatever. Dorit and Cherie are like critiquing Sutton's handling of the situation a little bit, basically just, um, you know, saying maybe she should have thought about Diana first a little more. Dorit in the confessional is like Sutton is, you know, only thinks about herself. I don't know. I feel like all the women kind of like over overblow Sutton's like selfishness. I think she's just a little awkward. Like, I think there's a difference between being a little socially awkward and sometimes not saying the exact thing that the other person wants to hear or would be best to say and like actually being selfish and like self-centered in a negative way. And I think Sutton, maybe she toes that line sometimes, but like, I still think with the miscarriage thing, she just was confused about Diana's like bed rest situation and brought it up in a way that came off a little rude, but like, that's not, that's not really being self-centered. I don't think, I don't know, whatever. They all sit down together after Kyle has grilled Crystal about her eating disorder for like 25 minutes. It's weird. Diana's licking her lips while she's like comforting Crystal. The the lick lipping. The lip, the the lick. Oh my God. I found a new tongue twister, guys. Diana Jenkins lips her lick, licks her lips and... I'm a, I'm gonna workshop that. That should be a tongue twist. Lip, she licks, she licks her lips. I'm recording this pretty early in the morning, and my brain is not connecting with my mouth. Diana is licking her lips. I'm literally reading from my notes, and it's taking full concentration. The, the eating disorder thing is weird. They bring it up again at Diana's Christmas party, where Crystal's like grilling her, telling her she should take a fucking um laxative i i like it's so off-putting the way that the women are bringing this up to crystal she has made the 
brave choice, the I'm sure tough choice to be really honest about this. She posts about it on social media. It's not that she is like opposed to talking about it, but the way that these women who yes, are friends with her, but aren't like her, you know, the Erica and Kyle are not Crystal's best friends. And they're asking her these like really invasive questions about like the particulars of her ED behaviors. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing? Like Kyle's like, Oh, well I, I struggled with an eating disorder when I was a teenager. So I, you know, that gives me the whatever to ask Crystal if she's like throwing up her food. I'm like, you're at a fucking charity luncheon. Like leave the girl alone. It was really weird to me. I'm really glad we can be open about things like this on these shows. I think it is important to give more kind of recognition and to talk about this stuff, but it's like, Oh God, I just was like very turned off by both Kyle and Erica this episode, the way they were talking to Crystal. I feel like in that kind of situation, that should always be her choice to bring up. And then like whatever she wants to share, obviously she should feel free to speak openly, but like, Oh, don't do that. Don't do that. It was weird. I don't know. Bad taste in my mouth. Then the group comes back together in like Kyle's basement, I guess. And this is kind of Sutton and Diana's uh, mea culpa moment. Sutton says that Diana at the lunch wasn't ready to accept anything from her, not even to ponder any kind of friendship. And Sutton ultimately says that she is to blame for 95% of their rocky start in their friendship. And Diana... I don't know if that's officially an apology, but Diana seems to accept it as such. And she says, time out for both of us. They're going to both um, lay down their hatchets. I think that is that. I don't know. And coexist, which I think is the best we can hope for right now. And you know what? That's fine. They don't need to be friends. Frankly, I think Sutton trying to be friends with Diana would be a waste of her time both because I don't think Diana would be uh, that receptive. And also because I don't think Diana's going to be on this show for too long. So, you know, don't worry about, don't worry about putting down roots with Diana Jenkins. Cause you know, that tree is getting uprooted at the end of the season. We see, we get this scene of Rinna FaceTiming Erica. Erica looks like she's in a bunker somewhere. Like Rinna is sitting out on her like gorgeous patio with like, a view of like a distant hill in the background, like an uninterrupted view. And Erica is like in a weird dark room with red light and like no, there's no like identifying features of the space. Like where is she? Is her house that she lives in now is not that sad. Like what's going on? But Erica is talking about this new Los Angeles magazine article that's about her and Tom. She's saying every, all the details in it are like a year old, which fine. I feel like we haven't gotten that many new details about Erica in general. But the thing that she's taking issue with in this article about her is that they're calling her ambitious. Like it's a bad thing. And I agree with this. I, you know, I think Erica has made a lot of mistakes. I think she's, uh, she's made poor choices in some of her actions, but I do think it is a little shitty for her uh, to refer to women as being ambitious in a negative light. It's the same thing, you know, saying they're bossy or it's just like, no, she's being ambitious is not a bad thing. And, you know, her it has nothing to do with 
the whole like Tom thing, whatever. But she does give us a little more info about the divorce situation with Tom. She says that she doesn't want to get divorced currently and she really can't, but that if they did get divorced, she would have to pay Tom alimony, which is just, isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Like, ooh, good for her for not getting divorced, honestly, because they're legally separated. So at this point, the finances and stuff are cut off, you know, like she's not, she has, she has like her own shit, I guess she's, somebody's paying Mikey, who, who the hell knows? But yeah, I mean, Tom's in his memory care facility. She says they talk sometimes. She's just glad to know he's safe. It's it's brutal. It's really bleak. I feel bad, but I mean, whatever. It's all relative. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Then we finally, finally, finally have the return of Kathy Hilton. It took a long time. You can tell this scene was like the morning after she signed a contract, the morning after she finally accepted an offer, like the ink was still drying and they were like, great. The the crew will be at your house at noon. Be ready. And ready to her means she's in like the loveliest pajama top you've ever seen and sunglasses in the house because why not? It's Kathy. (laughs) Kyle is coming over for uh, a nice little lunch and the lunch consists of a baked potato and caviar (laughs) Kathy's just like heaping, dumping this caviar into the baked potato. I don't, that doesn't appeal to me really, but good for her. This scene feels like, how do I put this? It feels like Kyle and Kathy haven't really spoken since the last time there were cameras on them. They're going through this whole back and forth about how Kathy says Kyle is so hard to get a hold of. And Kyle is like, 
what are you talking about, Kathy? My, I can't even call your phone. I haven't been able to call your phone for three years. And I, to- I, I keep telling you and nothing happens. And Kyle gets out her phone and calls Kathy and it goes straight to voicemail. And Kathy makes Carol, the brand manager, go get her phone. It, it, we're doing this whole back and forth. And I'm like, okay, this is like funny in the moment. Like, not funny. Ha ha. But like. <laughs> It's like funny they're doing this bit of like who's harder to get in touch with. But what I'm actually thinking while I'm watching this is like, oh, Kathy has made herself 0% available to Kyle in like a friends and sisters context. Like, maybe I'm wrong. Perhaps I'm, perhaps I'm reading between the lines at something that's not there, but it's like, I don't think Kathy really wants to be like contactable to Kyle. Eh? Eh. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I'm happy to see Kathy back. I know things might get weird and bad later this season, but god damn it, she's she's entertaining. My my mom actually is in town right now and she's watching this episode with me. She's not a Housewives viewer at all. She only ever watches when when I'm in town or when she's in with me. She's just like, why is she wearing sunglasses inside? Why, like, why would you want that much caviar? She asked if Kylie Richardson was Denise Richardson's sister. And that was just a whole, uh, a whole thing to get into. But Kathy's back for a limited time only. She's back. And you know what? I'm glad. And the end of the episode hinges on, of course, the Christmas party of Diana Jenkins we got a scene earlier in the episode of her, you know, planning how the setup is going to be for her Christmas party. The more I see of her house, I just don't, I don't know about this. I'm sure it is an expensive house. I'm sure it is like a quote unquote nice house, but it's just like the inside part feels like we're in like some weird space warehouse where there's like not enough furniture and the furniture that is there feels like it was kind of like chosen at random. Why do we have a white baby grand piano that no one is looking at or touching or certainly not playing? And then we go outside and it sort of feels like you're in like a zoo enclosure. Like there's like bamboo shoots and like tall walls around. And it feels like at any point they're going to like bring in the elephants for their feeding. Look, I am not in a position to criticize anyone's like living situation because certainly, certainly, certainly Diana Jenkins has spent much more money than I have ever seen in my life on this house. But money, money can't buy you class. As a countess once said, I don't know. This whole space is weird. Diana, we see the drink menu and every drink has her like weird neuro juice in it. We haven't heard much about this on the show, but that's like her job allegedly is being like the CEO of neuro, which I have never seen anywhere, but they're serving like these weird like balls inside of martini glasses. And she's like, Oh, it's so chic. It's so cool. It's so unique. And I'm like, that looks dumb. It looks like you put, what is, what is it called? Like those little like things they sell at the beach, like they fire, no firecrackers. I don't know, but it looks like those weird little, like really bad alcohol things that you would buy that you just like 
drink the little ball and then throw it away. But it's supposed to be like a chic cocktail, but it has this like neuro thing in it. I'm like, no, honestly, no, get me like, get me like a tequila something. I don't want to drink your like neuro concoction, not having it. Um, both of her older kids are there. Anaya is visiting from London. Love to see that. Anaya looks lovely. We see her talking to Crystal. Like it's nice. Those kids seem well adjusted, given everything. They seem like um, look nice kids. I don't know. I swear we've said the word the term Winter Wonderland like seventy five times in this episode. We're saying it about Kyle's house. We're saying it about Diana's house. We're saying it about Kathy's house. It's like. We get it. All the rich ladies in Southern California decorate their home to look like a winter wonderland. At this point, I am not impressed that you have six Christmas trees in your house. That feels like the norm. What? You don't have six Christmas trees in your house? Sorry. Guess it was a rough year. (laughs) Like, not... Diana's house doesn't look like a winter wonderland. It looks like a weird, you know, futuristic doctor's office that you put some Christmas decor in. That's not a winter wonderland. That's like a dystopian hellscape. Get me out. I don't want to be there. I don't want to be at that house. That house is giving off weird vibes. Diana's giving off weird vibes. I don't want to spend time there. I don't want to drink the the weird drink balls. I wish someone was playing the piano because that would help. But no, I just... Ooh, this event is giving me weird vibes. Kathy arrives. Diana says that she met Kathy through Paris originally. So she knows her as a stricter figure. I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And then when Kathy goes and introduces herself to uh, Diana's son, Innes, she's like, oh, you know Paris, right? And he's like, yeah, I know Paris. It's like, why does it like, Diana and Paris are actually probably close to the same age, but Innes is like, half of Paris's age. I'm like, what does that mean? Is Diana like currently friends with Paris Hilton? I don't know. I think I figured it out. She's the kind of person where it's like at this, I want to know more about her. Like there are so many questions I have, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't want to know more about her. I don't want to think about her. I don't want to hear from her. I'm not, I have no temptation to do like a deep dive on my own, but at least her house is allegedly a winter wonderland good for her on that (laughs) and on that note thank you so much for listening everyone don't forget to rate review follow the show wherever you listen uh you will not be getting a southern charm mini episode this week i am taking the week off my my sweet mother is in town and we're gonna we're gonna do some activities So uh, I'll be talking about Southern Charm more come next week, plus so much other stuff to look forward to. So rate, review, follow the show so you don't miss an episode. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.